0: Blog Talk Radio <laughs> afternoon, everybody. You're now live on the Middleman Radio. This is the Middleman Talk Show with your boy Al.
1: And this is Kevin. And this is Jim.
0: And this is Nick. What's up, team? How y'all doing, man? Good, brother. Doing good. That's Can't good. complain. Why, why, y'all, why y'all don't like my supportive battle cry when we come into this building, man? Like, like I want more energy. Like I'm 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 P D D, but I want y'all to be one twelve though.
1: Did you
2: <laughs> What kind of <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well yeah, if you don't take get take, that, take, that. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: well, take that. and that's why the that whole era did.
0: Man, for real. That's that's that is the truth, man. Yeah. you
1: go, man And my partner say, L-I-G, let it go. (laughs) Let it go, man.
0: L-I-G. Anyway.
1: What's going on, people? Another great show. Another great show in in the midst of all of us right here today and all of our listeners out there. Appreciate each and every one of y'all out there. Probably listening on your phones or uh, online, on the Internet. Um, Damn. Um... I know this is beside the point, but uh, basketball is back, y'all. Stay woke. Don't what? get distracted.
0: I'm not watching a thing.
1: <laughs> I said stay woke. So, Don't get distracted.
0: <laughs> sorry. I just, mm-hmm. nope, not going to do it. Not going to do it.
2: <clears throat> so what just, you know, this, like, Should
0: we be back playing? I mean, like, should we be back in arena right now?
1: No, just like these kids don't need to be back, be back in school. No,
0: man, Keep listen. No, mm-hmm. no sense. that's that whole oh we got we need something to get back to normal. No, you need something to distract you from the issues. That that's uh-huh. and, and I said a few shows ago, we don't need any sports back right about now. I'm sorry, we just Nothing. we don't. We got too much other stuff to concentrate on in this country. All right. That's right. Yeah.
1: Shout. Shout out to my guy, Marco Jones, man. I hope he listen, man. But he called this about maybe three months ago. He's just talking about everything that they're going to put in our face to distract us from the issues at hand uh, and everything mm-hmm. else that's going on right now. This election that's coming up, uh, if you're not registered, make sure that you get your people registered, uh, get everybody around you registered. And it is enough time to educate yourself on the issues and the people that are right. running. So if you got local things going on, make sure you stay on top of that uh state wise you need to make sure you're paying attention to that and then of course nationally uh we got two bad choices coming up I guess and I hate to say this, I guess we gotta pick the lesser of two evils. So I guess we gotta get back to that. I, don't I mean think it's, it's proper about to say getting that, still right,
0: right uh ahead, here's the thing I don't I don't think it's ne I don't think it's necessarily that we're back to that. I think it comes down to this: When Trump won, I remember I posted a meme that said, "You know, dear folks in America, pissed off about the election. In four years, you're going to have to uh, come to a decision again. You may not be excited about the uh, about the next candidate that comes up. You got four years to get over Correct. that. Yes, this is about and more four than just the executive branch. But that's what I'm saying, we got to mm-hmm. get over it." This is more than about the executive branch. This is about the Supreme Court. RBG doesn't have another mm-hmm. four years. This is sure about is. Oh, yeah. the Senate. This is about the House. This is about uh, housing and urban development. This is about that evil witch that we have as a secretary of education. Mm-hmm. So, Man, that's amazing, that dude. Get over yourselves. If you're pissed off about your kids having to go back to school in the midst of this pandemic, think about the dude yep. that's in the White House because his kid's school don't open until October, and he's probably not going back there. So get the hell over yourself now because if we would have had a competent secretary of education, we would have had a plan long time ago. Long time ago. It's not mm-hmm. just about correct. the executive mm-hmm. branch. And it's about I'll everything to that comes to with it. To build on that too, Nick, we also there there also would not be any discussion about losing funding just because your school is not open.
1: How, how could that even be a part of, part of the discussion when they don't even have exactly. the power to do that? Most schools are funded locally. Mm-hmm. That's off of our taxes individually in that local uh, locality.
3: So how
4: they, how they going to have that
3: it's smoke and mirrors. That's why nothing that he says he has the power to do. The majority of what he says is to distract people and to scare mm-hmm. people and to create these smoke and mirrors situations. He does not have that power.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He got his followers thinking it, that fool stopped, That fool started wearing a mask. Now you seeing all these joker walking around with rebel masks. I saw a dude with a rebel flag mask on yesterday. Oh my! Like, well, wow. they at this well, point, well. As he long said, as you got on a mask.
0: Yeah. I, it, I mean, <laughs> he said that it was. I was hope, No, he I said don't know somebody told bleed. him that it was patriotic to wear a mask. Now that's what somebody told President Trump that it was patriotic to wear a mask. So that's what he said. <laughs> so I guess all, cold, those his, all those, all those supporters mask,
3: about the will be masks uh, how do you call it, the cleanse? That whole thing is, again, smoke and mirrors. When they first thought that hydrochloric was going to be the cure-all, be-all, they went, their stupid, what's his name, that guy who keeps getting on the news, economic advisor, went and bought warehouses of it. And so now that the, mm-hmm. the test trials failed, America is sitting on warehouses of this medicine that it has to offload. That is the only purpose. And he made a bad business move, and he moved and purchased it before the trials were showing any progress yep. because he was so sure. And now we're stuck with warehouses full of this medicine, and that's why he keeps pushing it. That's why he tried to go and say the mask, and this is where all of that comes from. It all boils down, follow the money.
0: Here's the thing, and Always. I'm gonna say I know, because I know we gotta get into our show topics. I'm gonna say something. Re- I'm gonna say something really real that I have not <laughs> said publicly, and I mean this. When he first started talking about it, the the okay, so and I'm sorry because I'm getting a little emotional about it. But the nursing home that my uncle was in had a case where somebody was contracted COVID, and they gave it to other people as a preventative measure. Because of oh, the yeah. They gave it, even mm. though the idiot gave warning, heart failure being one of the biggest things about it, they gave mm. it to the mm. patients mm. as a preventative measure based on what that idiot said. Twelve hours after my uncle got hydrochloric and he was dead. Stop listening to this mm. son of a bitch. This is not funny. All those people that were making mm. all those jokes four years ago, this is not yep. funny. All those people that are talking right. about it, it's only 1%. What happens when the 1% is your family member? What happens when it's you? What happens when it's your parents or your children? This is not a joke, people. And I can't stress that enough. This is not a joke. This is a very real thing to very real people. Take it a lot more seriously than you did in 2016. Because what you cannot say about Hillary Clinton, no matter if you didn't like her or not, I guarantee you 50% of the things that we got going on in this country right now would not even be an issue. You made it a joke before, sure. it's real now. Quit playing around, get out there, and damn vote. Yep. Sorry, y'all. I'm, just, well, I'm, hey, I'm, I'm sick of everybody. Hey, with no. that crap, man. I appreciate well said, that, man. brother. Well, said. I, well that. said. I appreciate that. Well said. I appreciate that. But we definitely want to thank all our listeners for tuning in to the Middleman Talk Show today. We have a great show planned for you guys. Um, we also had a great show last week. If you did not get a chance to check out the Unity Between the Black Man and Woman show that we had last Sunday, a uh, great show. Definitely check that out. You can get um, that on the Middlemen um, podcast on any podcast app. You can also listen to us on Talk Radio for slash The Um
4: Now
0: on to today. So today's topic and title, the American Dream Series, in which we're trying to give information to our people, right? And so in this particular topic of the series, today we're talking about banking while black.
1: And we have a quote
0: that we want to lead in today with. So for as long as banks and black people have interacted in in America, the relationship has been marred by discrimination, failure, and misfortune. This was said by Jennifer Tesher, a CEO of the Financial Health Network, which is a nonprofit. And so we also have a great guest that we're going to bring in with, uh, with us today to Help us with this discussion with his expertise on banking and uh, But let's go ahead and get into what we're going to talk about today with the question So we want to discuss what are the benefits of banking while black We also want to talk about how can we protect ourselves against being uh, discriminated in a bank Also, how long should a person establish a relationship with the bank before seeking out other services Such as loans, lines of credit, etc. Also, what other suggested types of accounts should you put your money towards to maximize your money at banks? Also, are CDs still a good investment? And what are some of the lesser known products that banks can offer that the general public do not know about? We also want to talk about the secure credit cards and also unsecured credit cards, which is a big thing now. Also, what are the benefits of getting your child an account at a certain age, um, savings, et cetera? And what are some of the services available for our college students out there and our college graduates that can also benefit them to help them as well? Um, And can leaving a bank with an overdrawn account affect your chances of having an account at a later date? And will this reflect on you when you try to open up an account with another bank? So we definitely want to get into those particular discussions. We also want to talk about Um, If you're an independent company How can you start that business line Of credit with banks So um, but let's go ahead and bring in our guest So we can introduce him uh, to our listeners And he could Give our listeners a little bit more background about himself Um, I want to bring in Mr. Courtney Litch You're now live with the Middleman Talk Show How you doing, sir? How you doing doing? doing today? Doing well Doing Doing well, well, brother Um, Welcome, welcome Um, Could you
5: start by telling our listeners a little bit about yourself and where you work and what you currently do? Yeah, Well, once again, my name is Courtney Lynch, and uh, once again, I just want to thank you all for uh, having me on the show today uh, to discuss the banking topics. I really do appreciate that. Uh, Currently working for uh, Tri-State Bank of Memphis, one of the uh, the only black-owned banks in the state of Tennessee uh, in the retail banking uh, VP position. I've uh, been, been in banking and finance for a little bit over, uh, I guess, about 12 years now.
0: Okay. So um, we're going to go ahead and get into this this discussion, brother. Like, what are some of the benefits of banking black, banking at a black bank, that you can really let our listeners know about?
5: Uh, well, of course, there, there are several. Uh, one from a historical point of view. Black banks mm-hmm. have been around to support uh, black businesses, uh, black families, black churches uh, at a time where African-Americans were not able to get lending or even open up accounts. So uh, it kind of right. helped, us, helped us get a foundation. Um, right now, black banks have dwindled down to about 19 throughout the country. So uh, one mm-hmm. of the benefits is, is, is reciprocal. So right now with the Black Lives Movement, the big thing is how do we spend money within the black community? And so just right. like the small businesses, uh, just like the, the families, uh, to the, the build the wealth, we need mortgage loans, we need uh, accounts, we need our own businesses in order to, to build that foundation. So uh, just like we need those things, the black bank needs the black dollar as well. Uh, we mm-hmm. depend on those deposits, those loans, and things to keep us, allow us to continue to be operational on a day-to-day basis. So it's kind of reciprocal, uh, and, and we're really here to help the community. Uh, not only the black community, but just the community as as a whole. Uh, So that's some of the benefits. And then we're a small community bank, so we're kind of able to give you some of that personal attention that you won't get from some of the bigger banks. Uh, And then we're also to help you um, at the beginning stages or the middle stages, kind of wherever you are in the process of your financial um, well-being, we're there to help with all of that to assist. And once again, how to get that personalized touch that you might not get from the bigger bank. Right. So, in, in
0: in reference to having a community, you know, or a structurized bank, with the community supporting that particular black bank, like, what should we expect, you know, from our bank, let's say, if we were all... Uh, just came to a consensus of one community, we're going to put all our money in that particular bank. Like, what would be the overall benefit of that particular bank to help the community by having more money in there?
5: Well, it helps us out in several different ways. Uh, It allows us to increase staffing. Uh, By increasing staffing, Mm -hmm. once again, it gives you more one-on-one attention, Uh, more people that have expertise in banking that can kind of help guide. Uh, It allows us to reinvest into the community. Uh, in several different mm-hmm. ways. Uh, one, without the banking products that we're able to offer to our customers. Uh, we do what's called uh, a, a CRA, which is Community, Community Reinvestment Act. It's a very big thing for Tri-State. And what that looks gotcha. like is us actually going into the schools, to the churches, uh, to different mm-hmm. businesses, and just educating people on finances. Uh, kind of much right. like what we're doing today. We put together PowerPoints. Uh, we uh, kind of tailor it towards the audience that we're talking to. Um, and then the more money this bank takes in, that's more money that we're able to actually lend out. Mm -hmm. So that part comes in where uh, we might think of it as, well, it's just a little checking account or a little savings account, but if we have Mm -hmm. so many people that add all that money together, now we have more capital that we can help out the small business, that we can give the church loans, that we can come up with new products and new technology to make banking even that much more easier as well. So at that point, every little bit helps.
0: Gotcha, definitely. Uh, Courtney, I have, I have a quick question. Um, I, I'm pretty well versed in a lot of stuff with uh, uh, with a lot of black banks. I, uh, I, I bank with One United. I uh, also own stock in uh, Carver Bank in New York. Um, my question is: one thing I have noticed, and I'm, I'm wondering if this is more of a, a function of the, the funding. What 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 I've seen from a lot of black banks is auto loans, mortgage loans. And some personal loans, but I have not seen a lot of business loans. Is that more so a function of the funding, or is there a separate set of uh, of regulations that you have to go through, or is it based on bank size? Just you know, just a little bit more clarity on on that process.
5: It it, it could be several different factors. Uh, Like you said, it could be the bank size, it could be the funding uh, the banks have available really more so focused on the community piece of it so a lot of the consumer products we will have and kind of compete with the bigger banks Uh, when you Mm. start talking about lending out money you start you you take a risk uh, Mm. uh, no matter how small or how big it is and so a lot of times uh, a lot of the black banks we just don't have the capital we can't take that risk to make those type of loans that some of your bigger banks that have been established you know hundreds of years and have the, the manpower and also the money actually they would do so right Gotcha. So
0: what are some of the like other services that you know are beneficial for um, people who come and get an account at Tri State that can actually benefit them? Like what are those services that you guys are, you know, offering that benefit the people?
5: So when you talk about banking, um really at the end of the day it's all about the personal relationship. Um,
4: mm-hmm.
5: A debit card is gonna work the same way, no matter what color it is, uh, what bank's name is on it. If the money's there when you swipe it, it's gonna work. Just point blank, period. Um, so once again, with the, the the smaller banks, we have the ability to to just give you that personalized attention. So we're actually able to kind of walk you through the process. We're a lot more available to you. Uh, we have a lot more flexibility than some of your bigger banks. So um, when you talk mm-hmm. about uh, lending. That picture it like this. A, a bigger bank, they have a box that you have to fit it within if you want yep. uh, a certain type of loan or some certain type of product. So if you don't have this credit score, if you don't have this cash flow, if you don't have um, this history with us, you don't fit within that that certain criteria. There's nothing that we can they can do for you. Whereas right. smaller community banks, we can look at it on a case by case situation. And say, okay, well, you might not have this, but you do have this, so we can kind of help you out and kind of mold our product to kind of benefit our customers and kind of help them through those those times to get them up to where they need to be in order to get those mm-hmm. types of products and services that they're looking for.
0: Gotcha. So, like, what, what well, how long should a person, you know, establish a relationship before trying to seek those types of services? Because I know that, you know, we've all heard stories and and, and know the statistics of the disparities between, you know, black and brown people with our white counterparts being able to go into a bank and, and being able to walk out with something to prove. Like how or what suggestions would you recommend a person, you know, wanting to form a relationship, and how long should they, you know, have that relationship before seeking something higher than that?
5: So. Um, I most definitely think that uh, the, the relationship is a, is a big key piece. Uh, that's something that we do take in consideration when we're offering um, the lending piece of it uh, to get you approved. But there's not necessarily a, a time limit uh, that, that has mm-hmm. to be out there. Uh, the biggest thing is uh, I always advise people to do, you might come in and ask for 10000 If the bank is only tell you they'll do 2000 take it. Right. Go ahead and take advantage of it because uh, it gives you the opportunity to build that relationship with them because if they say, okay, well, we couldn't mm-hmm. do 10 at the time, but we'll give you this dollar amount. Go ahead and start working on that relationship. Right. It shows that responsibility and it gives you the opportunity to get that, that capital that you might need. It might not be exactly what you're looking for, but it, it starts the road to build that trust up, and then over time, mm-hmm. you, can, um, you can look to increase. So there's not necessarily a timeline that one would say that, okay, well, I've been banking here for you know, a year or two. Let me go apply for a loan. Or whatever the case may be but you just want to make sure that you're, you're on the right path to establishing that relationship so there's several different factors that's going to determine uh whether a person is going to be approved or not not, not necessarily a, a time factor but the better the relationship mm-hmm. and the longer the relationship the more likely right. you're going to get some of the more favorable terms interest rates and uh what you're actually seeking to get
1: hey courtney this is kevin um got a question about what you just stating uh with the relationship with the banks Uh, When you do come in, I know you said there's not a time frame as far as length of time, but when you do come in, like if you started that account today, would you recommend somebody coming in maybe the next day or that same day asking for maybe a vehicle loan or a personal loan or or anything of that nature? Do banks factor in the amount that you're asking for? If if I come in and ask for $500, would that be a feasible amount to come in and ask for to start that relationship uh, with that bank?
5: Um, um, I would most definitely Recommend once again it's just going to be the factors That that play a part in it So uh, what we're going to take A look at is a couple Different things Uh, Credit is always going to be the biggest thing So if we have If our relationship formed today or yesterday Or next week and you have a strong Credit profile more than likely The bank Mm is going to offer that Assistance to you Um, Okay as far as the limit, what we're, we're going to look at is uh, your, your, your income, what you have coming in versus what you have going, have going out. And then we're also going to look right. at how much with this new payment, is how much is it going to affect your, your daily lifestyle or your, your, your monthly budget? Those are all things that we take into consideration. So um, most definitely we don't want to overextend anybody, put them in a worse position, or we want to make okay. sure that they're in a good position to, to fulfill that, that obligation.
1: Now, what, what do you consider a strong credit profile? I mean, that's a new, that's a term that we need to make sure we know about, but what is a strong credit profile?
5: So a strong credit profile is uh, going to be based around um, your credit score. So when we say um, a strong credit profile, you want to have your score as high as possible. Um, mm-hmm. 700 and above, you're pretty much going to get approved uh, for anything that you're looking for at a favorable rate. Um Anything cool. about below seven hundred, you're still probably going to get approved, but you're going to be paying a higher rate than what you would mm-hmm. um, if you were in the seven hundred. So a couple other things that we'll look at as well, like I said, your 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 your, your debt to income, and when we say that mm-hmm. is we look at do you have credit cards, and if you have credit cards, if you have a thousand dollar limit, or is your balance at nine hundred fifty dollars, or is that thousand dollar credit card? at two hundred dollars, those are things that we're gonna take into consideration because it just kinda of show right. how you handle your finances. So uh, right. I already know if you're running it
1: go ahead, I'm sorry. No, I was gonna that's kind of, that's something that we talked about in our uh previous show on American Dream Series with home buying. Uh one of our guests Terrence Hill, was talking about the debt to income ratio and basically being about below thirty percent. When that when that right there, he said about thirty percent. Yeah. Um making sure that we keep our credit ratio about thirty percent. And uh I know a lot of people we get cars, we max them out. That's one bad thing about our community. Uh we'll max them out and don't realize the ramifications that what happens uh when you don't pay it on time or you you got too much money on that card. and I know those are factors that will hinder you from getting these loans from said bank and going to buy a house car or Yeah.
5: Yep. Uh um, most definitely I, plays a, a, I have a factor.
3: Question. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
5: In, in, in,
3: it. In, in most but you go ahead. And question. Um, I have a question. Since COVID has started, what are you seeing like the accessibility of of lending? Um, you know, I'm I'm in the finance industry. Um, a, another in another spectrum, um, not at a bank but a, a financing firm, and we see that a lot of the first tiers, like like banks. Um, are tightening up because of COVID-19 are you seeing that across the board or is it regional or what should people do as you know a lot of our people teeter right there at that 700 line or right below since they are tightening up in the lending process what are your suggestions about improving credit or you know getting a loan still?
5: So, yeah, the, the living has most definitely tightened up. Uh, unemployment is at a, at a very high rate right now. We have a lot of businesses that are failing. Uh, you have a lot of churches that are not having services. So the tithes and offerings have gone down. Uh, and the, the income piece of it is just not there at the moment. Uh, but on the flip side, I would suggest that anybody that is able to get or if you're thinking about um, getting a loan, really focusing on what it is that you're trying to accomplish. Because uh, rates right now are at an all-time low. So, if you're thinking about possibly refinancing your house, it would be a great time to do so yeah. if you if you If you were thinking about purchasing a car, it would probably be a pretty good time to do so um right. because the rates right now are just they're so they're astronomically low right now, and so you can most definitely take advantage of that piece of it, which in the long term will probably save you a lot of money so are there um since you was bringing up you know
0: getting car car loans home loans Um, those are pretty much having good race right now. Are there any other suggested types of accounts that you would recommend people who want to maximize their money, um, at banks? Are there any types of accounts that we should look forward to getting into such as like maybe CDs or high yield accounts, things like that?
5: I almost always suggest people shop around, um, take a look Mm -hmm. at your credit unions. Take a look at the online banks, uh, like your Ally, okay. American Express, places like that, uh, especially for the savings account piece of it. Uh, right now, the national mm-hmm. rate on the savings account is probably 0.1%. Uh, so you, you'll you earn a few pennies, but you most definitely won't get rich uh, by, by simply just having a savings account. But if you can find some of the, the, um, like I said, the online banks that don't have the traditional brick and mortar, they're offering rates mm-hmm. slightly above 1%. So um, always most definitely keep your options open. Uh, once again, credit unions are a great place to start as well, uh, just because they're what's called a, a not-for-profit business. So they're the there right. to invest in the community. So they're able to pay higher rates on their deposits, and they're also able to charge lower rates on their loan products as well. But other products that I would probably suggest, uh, most definitely have your savings account uh, for your emergency purposes or vacation or whatever the case may be. Um, some accounts that are going to be paying higher rates right now, probably money market accounts. Um, kind mm-hmm. of think of it as like a mixture of a checking account and a savings account, where you can access mm-hmm. a little mm-hmm. bit more than you can a savings account, but it's also going to have a higher rate than say a, a checking account would.
0: Right.
1: Um. Oh, I, I I got one, Courtney. As far as with those mm-hmm. money market accounts, um, I know there 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 are stipulations with those, In certain banks there are stipulations with those money market accounts. Now, should it be a situation where a person need to be informed, I know. They need to inform themselves, but what are some of the pitfalls as far as with money market accounts uh, as far as when you put your money in, it's a certain amount of time before you can get it out, but what are some of the pitfalls uh, with money market accounts that you're aware of?
5: Um, so a lot of times the money market accounts, they're going to be what's called a tiered interest rate. So the more money that you keep in there, the higher the rate's going to be, the more money that you can possibly earn. But you have to take into consideration there's going to be a limited amount of uh, withdrawals that you can do from that particular account. Uh, and a lot of times the money market is going to have a, a higher minimum balance requirement as well. So one thing that you don't want to get into is uh, putting the, that those funds into that particular account. And it's going to be something that you need to access often and that you're mm-hmm. not going to be contributing to very often. Because what's going to happen if you fall below that minimum balance, you're going to have a fee, which is going to eat into your money mm-hmm. even more. And if you are withdrawing yeah. more more times than uh, the the monthly allotment then you're probably going to be seeing some fees for excessive withdrawals and what will happen is a government regulation if you withdraw too many times from that particular account we have to switch it over to what's called a non-interest bearing account so at that point you're not even gaining any interest on that account because too many withdrawals have been done on that so uh, that's one thing that you want to take into consideration as well
1: so so.
0: So, um, as far as with Um, those particular benefits with, you know, banking, right? You know, we have some people that still prefer to get, like, their money in cash in hand as well instead of putting it in banks. Is it still beneficial for us to also still have cash on hand along with having money in the bank as well?
5: Um, So... Me personally, I'm not a cash person. I, I, anything I can have mm-hmm. on my debit card, I have right here. In my my Apple Watch, my, me, my Apple Wallet. That's where it's gonna be at. Uh, it's just from a protection standpoint. You know, if I'm mm-hmm. walking down the street and I lose two hundred dollars, it's gone.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the bank <laughs> has
5: certain things. Yeah, nobody's gonna get that two hundred dollars back to you unless it's just a good Samaritan. And, right, uh,
2: right. Those right. are few yeah. and
5: far between when it comes to money. So you never you never know, but. With your money actually being in the bank, it, it's protected. You're insured up to two hundred fifty thousand uh, dollars. So right. if the bank fails or if the market crashes, your money is protected. Uh, you also have other protections. Say if uh, if your account is hacked or uh, you have some fraudulent charges that occur, the bank will assist you with actually recouping those funds. Uh, whereas you know if you come in my office and say, "Hey, I just walked out of here and my hundred dollars blew down the street." There's not really much I can do to help you out on that. It's, it's just kind of a loss. Right. But when you have the protection of the bank, there's there's other things that we can do to help you recoup any kind of money that you might have. And then once again, if it's just sitting in your pocket or just sitting at, a, at your house, it's not gaining any interest as well. So you're losing out on that piece of it.
2: Yeah,
1: cause I, so I, I know a lot of our people are somewhat scared to put their money in banks because, you know, I think it's more so for the standpoint of people that are not informed on banking. Um, you know, a lot of black people, let me put my money in a shoebox. Let me put my money in a mattress. Let me bury my money in the backyard. But we do appreciate you for, you know, breaking this down and letting our people know that you, you have insurance on your money. Now, if your house burned down, guess what? You, your money gone. Your dog dig it up and mm-hmm. your money drag it all around the yard. <laughs> guess what? Your money gone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think y'all that, um, are listening, it's probably not money.
5: I, I think a, a lot think of it is too is, is that trust factor uh, that, that yeah. we don't have a lot of times with banks, especially us as African Americans. Uh, this is kind of the historical part of how we've come up uh, in, in the United States it's hard for us to trust just because of things that have happened in yeah. the past. Uh, but we've made it so easy for you to to access your funds with debit cards. Uh, You have mobile banking, online banking. So you can watch your money as much as you need to. Uh, Just like you can pull that shoebox out and count the money, you can log right into your phone and see exactly what's going on with your account at any point in time during the day. That's true. So you you, you have plenty of options to make sure that your money is protected.
1: Now, Courtney, how would you calm the fears of people that are scared that, okay, if a digital crisis happens, my money go. How would you calm those fears? I know you said the money is insured, by the feds but if the feds can't get money how do we know that our money is completely secure
5: it's um, most definitely a good question um so banks have to keep so much money within the within the brick and mortar uh legally so in the case of a situation like that so you would still be able to access cash. Uh, At an ATM, you still be able to visit the lobby to do any kind of withdrawal or anything that you needed to do in a situation where we had this huge crash. We still have money on hand um, that -hmm. you'll be able to access for that immediate use.
1: All right, I think our co-host Nick had a question. Nick, go ahead. We,
0: my bad, man. Share the air, Kevin yeah I just know from um, with my experience in doing marketing for banks like US Bank and, uh, and American Express, uh, one of the big mm-hmm. things in our community in particular that we've run across is combating prepaid cards. How does that work in terms of, at least from your standpoint because I mean we have a black, the black community has about a five to six point higher usage rate than Hispanics, um, mm-hmm. Whites and Asians How do we combat that? Because I mean the, the, the fees are, are predatory and Don't even get me on predatory lending Like payday loans and stuff like that But how as a bank do you combat that And get that message out That you know, hey listen take a chance here Because for them it's just a quick sign up Or even somewhere like an online bank like China yep. It's a quick sign up mm-hmm. You're not having to deal with anybody and You're not having to look at anybody tell you no right, How do you combat
5: that particularly with our community? One one thing is education. That's the biggest thing, is education. So um, one thing that we do, we try to get in front of as many people as possible. Like I mentioned earlier, uh, we have our community reinvestment uh, team. And basically what we do, we're in the schools. Uh, we're not just talking to students. We're talking to the faculty and staff. We're talking to parents. We're talking to uncles, aunts, anybody that's willing to listen to kind of give them that comfort. And we, we, we'll we do a whole slideshow show. we'll show them, you know, hey, this prepaid debit card, they charge you X amount each month to get your money. Or they charge you right. X amount to hold your money. Whereas if you compare it to a bank where well, we're actually here to assist you, we're open six days a week. We have somebody that can help you uh, or answer any questions or assist you in any kind of way that you would need to. Uh, and, and we basically just break it down from a, a money standpoint and show them uh, you when you think about it. $4 doesn't seem like a lot. Right, but when you add for every time you need to do a transaction, you look at that not that that bigger number and compare it's Like you know what? Maybe, maybe this wasn't the right route to go go in.
0: Right, right. Because you got if you're not at the bank's ATM, if you're at a prepaid card, more than likely there's not a bank for you to have an ATM. So you got the ATM fee, then you've got you got the prepaid card fee mm-hmm. in addition to the monthly fee. So that, but but mm-hmm. I, I do think it has to be acknowledged that it is a much easier experience and I think a lot of times they're more willing to deal with it for the convenience of it. And I think it's the same thing with like, things like payday loans. If I go to a bank and I'm going through all of this and I don't have that but I go to this payday loan, this payday loan says, look, Speedy Cash says I'll give you $700 you're looking at it like you need that money now, right? Does that make sense? And I think like, and I th- definitely, I agree, Nick. Um, um because you got to think of think of the standpoint of like you said earlier. You also have this the um, the instance of trust, and then you also have lack of knowledge and, and understanding. But I do understand what I see what's in front of me because it's easy to do, like you said, to get on time and get that done without having to speak with anybody right so of course they're going to target that particular audience and get a lot of people like I see you know like on my way to work sometimes like I see those billboards you know for some of those online banking um, you know companies as well too but with within you know those uh, lower income communities like how can we get them to the standpoint of uh, being able to feel confident of going into a bank Opening an account to where they feel accepted. Um, like, do you think that's the standpoint of, like, you know, I don't feel welcome here, or maybe I, I don't feel like I I have well all that I need to be a member of this particular bank.
5: I um, think a lot of times is it, it, it people don't really they they make it actually harder than they think. Well it makes it harder than it actually is And You get deterred Um, I think that Mm
2: -hmm.
5: it it is To do the chime To do the prepaid cards And they say hey you know what You messed this up in the past But we'll go ahead and give it to you But we're going to charge you an astronomical price Well of course they're not going to say that But they're going to put it in the fine print That they're going to charge you And they go and, and, and they go with it, but and the, and the thing that we yep. have to realize too is when you, when you come into the bank, we're going to tell you maybe we can't do this right now, but we're also going to give you a plan to let you know what you can do in order for us to be able to assist you. Uh, so mm-hmm. it, it's the education piece, and then it's also just holding one another accountable. Uh, right. I can give you the plan all day, but I have to. You have to have the ability to follow the plan as well.
0: And I think that's I the, think like also, another, okay. you know, Go ahead, Jan. Oh, go ahead.
3: I think also that if you don't have a bank account, you lock yourself out of a lot of benefits. I know that everyone sees on TV these commercials that um, advertise, uh, what is it, Experian Boost. Um, looking at bank mm-hmm. account information is becoming a whole lot more important now than ever. Um, I work for a financial institution. I, when we give a loan, we look at how long someone has had a bank account, um, what was the life of that bank account. This Experian Boost does the same thing. It also looks at your your spending habits. Uh, are you having your paychecks direct to positive? What are you spending? What bills are coming out, automatically coming out, or ACHing out of that account? All of that helps you with your credit history. And a lot of times Mm -hmm. companies make deals with these prepaid cards uh, and they put your check on it and you just don't do the extra step of getting your direct deposit information for a bank account to your HR department to have your check deposited in your bank. You just go with that prepaid card and you lose out on all the benefits of having the historical record of your buying power with a real established bank, a bank. Um, and, and a lot of our people are locking ourselves out. That may have wonderful buying history and paying history um, that they could establish now with their bank account, but they don't right. can't prove it because they they're not linking it to actual banks.
5: I definitely agree. Um, there's been several times where I have to fill out information for customers where they're looking for a bank reference, and some of the questions they're asking, you know, uh, what's the average balance they've kept for the last six months? Have there been any overdrafts? Uh, what's the relationship that you all have had? So that most definitely does play a right. factor.
0: Right, and to that point, there right. is no relationship with an online bank.
4: Well, mm-hmm. for the
0: most part. I, I will say because uh, One United is could be considered an online bank, even though they have... Brick and mortar locations So I can call and I have excellent customer service But you know that personal relationship With the bank does go that Extra step I do Have to play devil's advocate on it Though a little bit when you think about How banking traditionally Has done you talked about it earlier um, And we can go back as far as The Freedman's Bank but we can go As recent as Wells Fargo And the the hundreds of thousands Mm -hmm. Of fraudulent accounts that they established, or Bank of America, where they were being fined by FDIC for not paying the necessary fees that insures the money that's in the bank. Like, uh, it, it's, it's one of those things, and unfortunately, when you also have a mindset amongst our people, let's just be honest, of, oh, I don't do business with black businesses or anything like that. When you combine the fact that it is a black business and the fact that it's a bank, I mean, we have a historical trust in terms of, the ba- distrust in terms of the bank, not so much uh, in terms of black business, that's just a mindset thing. Right. But you have to acknowledge that that happens. I do appreciate that a lot of black banks do offer second chance accounts. And I think that's something that is not readily exposed
5: enough. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> that, 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 we get that question a lot, especially when you have some of those bigger banks that get fined or uh, for. For the culture that they've created, so that that is a hurdle that we do have to kind of fight past uh, quite often. Uh, as a matter of fact, right. people that are new to banking, they want to know, you know, is my money protected, or is are you guys going to be opening up accounts in my name that it shouldn't be open? So you do have to have that reassurance, uh, and so and that's where the the, the service piece of it, uh, the integrity piece, all that plays a factor. Um, and I can most definitely say that. Um, the banks that I've worked at uh currently and, and in the past there was never really just a, a, a big issue. Um mm-hmm. but it is something that we do have a hurdle that we do have to overcome, regardless of whatever bank it is, is all people see is bank fraud or, you know, taking advantage of, of of their customers. So let's so let's speak to the standpoint of our young people, right? So we got our young
0: people that are going to come up with uh getting those bank accounts, getting those, you know, uh savings accounts. What are some of the, you know, services in which, you know, you would recommend for a college student or a college graduate um, getting ready to get out of school or still in school to try to build themselves up uh, financially?
5: Um, Most definitely the checking and savings is is kind of a given. Um, Mm -hmm. I want to kind of circle back to uh, the CDs, though,
0: where um, Mm -hmm.
5: a lot of uh, it's still a good investment for so many different reasons. Uh, one, that you're going to be gaining interest on the account. But we know a lot of times at age uh, 20, 21, 22, you don't really have a credit history. A lot Mm -hmm. of banks will loan you money against If you have a CD, a lot of banks will loan you money against your CD or your savings account. Mm. So what that would allow allow a a person with no credit is uh, the bank, it's it's the safest loan that a bank can make. So they have no problems, no issues, actually extending credit based off of that particular loan. So it gives you an opportunity to, one, establish credit. Also, it gives you a lower interest rate uh, than a traditional unsecured loan. Um, and also, once you get that loan paid off, you still have that money in that CD or that savings account that you put up as collateral. And it's gained interest on it. So it right. kind of offset some of the interest that you were paying on the loan.
2: Right. So almost definitely uh, the phone uh, lines uh, are, are a lot of –
0: My apologies. I just want to let our listeners know the phone lines are open. If you have a question for Mr. Lynch, the number is 516-387-1542. You can press the number one. We'll definitely get to you. Uh, but sorry for cutting you off. Mr. Lynch, you can finish your comment.
5: No, like I said, just the, uh, the, the CD is one of the things that we can most definitely take advantage of. To, to get us off mm-hmm. to a, a good start, and you don't just have to think of it on a personal level. You could also look on it and look at it as a, a, a commercial product too. So people that are looking to start a business that might have right. you know five ten thousand dollars in cash, take that money and, and, and use it as collateral to do a loan against it. Now you're establishing business credit, and you're also establishing that relationship with the bank as well.
0: Right. I'm glad you went into that because, you know, we know we have a lot of people who, you know, may have started their own business during, you know, the the pandemic. And so with those people out there, you know, listening, um, like you said, starting, well, having a CD could possibly help out with starting a potential business line of credit. So uh, are there any other, you know, benefits or services that you would recommend for an independent company who is trying to start a line of credit?
5: The biggest thing is um, when you talk about a business line of credit for a new or a, a very new established business that might not have any kind of financials or any mm-hmm. kind of business history, uh, a lot of times the is going to rely on your personal uh, information to actually okay. extend the loan or the line of credit to you. Um, so you want to take into consideration your credit score. Uh, so you you want to go in just ready. Because uh, more than likely, they're going to ask you to be a guarantor. So, uh, what that looks like is maybe your last two years' tax returns. Uh, have a business plan to show them how you plan to pay them back over the life of the loan and it's pretty much just spell it out for the bank. You know, what are you going to be using the line of credit for? Uh, what mm-hmm. type of products and services do you offer? What's your competition? These are all things that we like to know because it helps us make a more uh, sound decision as far as lending is concerned so if the bank sees that you've done the research and you're you're really serious about it and you're willing to put some skin in the game then more than likely uh, they're, they're, well, me, they're going to be more likely to, to extend credit to you as opposed to just saying hey I need $10,000 and I don't know what I need it for other than to start a business right? but really understand right. what you need the money for and how are you going to use it and how you plan on paying it back
0: So with Banking Wild Black and we're talking to uh Mr. Courtney Litch Um, and we've had a great discussion on Banking Wild black, black and understanding um how to maneuver yourself along with getting these accounts and uh forming these relationships uh with your banks. So we have, you know, of course in Memphis, right, there are a lot of, you know, independent black owned companies, um, in Memphis. Would you say that it would be like you know, a great idea for them to put their money together. Let's say within a tri-state bank. Like, how much of an impact would that have on the community?
5: It be a huge impact um, because I think the the black dollar circulates within the black community the least amount of time of any other ethnicity. So once we get the, the black dollar in hand and it's spent, it's gone before lunchtime. All right. So, what mm-hmm. that offers you the opportunity to do by pulling the business, pulling that money together, it gives you the opportunity. One, like I said you're, you're keeping it within a black bank, a black bank that's going to be lending out to uh, other black businesses, uh, black bank that's going to be paying dividends to black account holders uh, as well. So it just increases the amount of time that that black dollar can stay within the black community. And mm-hmm. I will also say this.
0: Uh, you know, and, and and this is definitely pre-COVID, but every Monday, uh, collectively, Black banks deposit over 30 million dollars uh, into banks more often than not that are not of the community. And so, I 100% agree, and I think that we need to start holding our churches accountable for their support or lack thereof of Black banks. Mm-hmm. And I get it for areas that don't have. Uh, A a traditional brick and mortar black bank In your area But if you're in Memphis You can get to a black bank If you're in Atlanta, Birmingham, Montgomery Jackson, Mm -hmm. you can get to a black bank New Orleans, black bank Detroit, you know, Chicago New York So I think that's one thing that we have to We have to start putting that Just as a community, uh, a pressure On those institutions To say, hey, you're sitting here And you're banking with bank of america that's not doing anything for the community as a matter of fact they are holding Mm -hmm. loans and gentrifying the community around the church so (laughs) you know this should be the time that we put the pressure on them in terms of revitalizing the community as opposed to an outside entity coming in taking it over forcing the people out and not really investing in the people who built the neighborhood to begin with
5: I agree. Uh, as far as you know the, the black banks and excuse me, the black churches here in memphis we we have several uh that that do business with tri So i most definitely have to commend them for that and when i say several that do business it, it's been some very long-term relationships uh that have been built and have stayed consistent uh throughout the years so and we're talking you know maybe 40 50 years plus and um so they they always offer us the opportunity to come talk to their congregation to to give that financial literacy piece of it, uh, and they've stuck with us through you know the good times and the bad times. they will continue to, to to bank with us, and uh, it's most definitely they have done a wonderful job uh, within the Memphis area of uh, banking with us. Man, like we definitely appreciate
0: you know you all services because I, I remember um, when the big push of getting a. Uh, a black bank account was like we are really just put back into the forefront like a couple years ago, and I remember seeing like you know pictures of you know people lying about the store you know the the bank just to go and get an account um just that support like like we need to keep that going, and that just that just doesn't need to be like a one time just for the picture moment like like that's just something like. It just needs to be a part of what we do. Like, once we get to the standpoint of, like, I need another bank, okay, why not, in my mind, search for a black bank first? Like, why am I not thinking that first? But I think to the standpoint of, you know, like you said earlier, like the lack of education and understanding of what's available out there. And so being able to do that, like, we really need to increase our support um, um, for that. Um, We definitely want to thank Mr. Lynch. Uh, for tuning in with us today and providing all this great wealth of knowledge on banking uh, with us today. Uh, Mr. Lynch, you'd like to give any information out there to our listeners or any last comments?
5: Oh, let well, well, again, yeah, just thank you all for having me on the show today. Uh, you can most definitely find TriState at TrostateBank.com, located right in Whitehaven. Uh, been around 73 years. It'll be 74 this December. Uh, so, most definitely have done a great job of doing of, of staying afloat uh, once again. Like I said, the black banks have decreased uh, severely over over the last couple of years, down to nineteen. Uh, so every little bit helps for the black banks to survive. And once again, this is dollars that are going to be pushed back, right back into the African American community.
0: I agree.
1: Most, to all our listeners out ever- there, let's put twenty five dollars a week into that bank. That's a hundred dollars a month. You know, that's hey, hundred dollars a month, $1, twelve hundred dollars a year, so that's maybe nah, I need
0: y'all to switch y'all entire paycheck over to him 'em. I'm sorry. I, I like <laughs> we got we have How to we read put it ourselves it. we have to put ourselves at the forefront. You know, that was one of the big things that was pushed, uh, particularly with one United. Oh, we'll just take a hundred dollars and put it in there. No, no. It's, it's do your paperwork, get your check uh switched over. And support the bank that lends to us is not predatory to us and generally helps our community.
5: Yeah, most right, definitely. Like we're able to offer to the same the service.
1: Correction. Go ahead,
5: sir. Say it again, Mister Lynch. Uh, well, I'm just saying, most definitely. Um, like you said, the hundred dollars and the you know just to put the money over there to say you have an account is great. Uh, but really, just be open to the opportunity uh, and, and give the, the black banks a chance. Uh, we have the same products and services, the online banking, the, the debit cards, the direct deposit, all those things we offer. Uh, so, you know, you don't have to move everything, but just give, give something a shot, maybe a vacation account or a bill account, just something to try it out. And then kind of build their trust with us over time and, you know, we'll develop their relationship, just need the opportunity.
0: I agree. I agree. Because we want to make sure that all our black banks continue to grow, to grow more, because we want them to be here with our great-grandkids. Um, are are living and you know hopefully living off our wealth you know we definitely want to make sure like you said like keep our money circulating in our own community to help benefit ourselves and what better place to do it at a black bank I mean you know why not so we definitely need to um, continue to share this information spread this knowledge and make sure that our people are aware so um, appreciate you Mr. Lance appreciate you
2: Thank you all for having me. So, can everybody. Tune that that dude sounds to... like
1: Tissue <laughs> <laughs> Breeze.
0: Well, you're the one decided on that wow. particular, you know, crowd effect. <laughs> all right, I got it, man. I'll tell you about this. <laughs> But uh, we definitely want to thank everybody for tuning in to the Middleman Talk Show today. We definitely had a great discussion on banking and um, definitely learned a lot, a lot more information, man. A lot more information that we can definitely share with our listeners. You can definitely uh, go back to listen to the show on blogtalkradio.com forward slash the Middleman. If you have any uh, podcast services on your phone, such as iHeart, Apple Podcasts, Listen to those uh, Anchor You can definitely listen to The Middleman Talk Show On those apps And uh, Let us know what you think Let us know what you think And if you have yeah. any um, Any show topics Or anything that you would like To discuss on The Middleman Talk Show Hit us up in our email at wearethemiddleman At gmail.com uh, What's up Kev man I yeah, feel hey, better man Hey man These These American Dream series Man They
1: yeah, are yeah, man I'm glad, I'm glad we started doing these because it's a lot of information now. The biggest part of it all is we need all of our listeners that's on the phone lines, that's listening on online, share these shows with people. You can get that link, the same link that we share to you guys in your Facebook Messenger on the Facebook page. Take that link and share it with a friend. If you feel like this information is something that would be valuable to a family member, to another friend, or whatever the case may be, share that to them. Now, are we sitting over here playing, playing like we're experts? No. We do have oh. information to give to you, and we're bringing in people that are in those fields uh, to help you out and inform you in a better manner so you can make the right decisions, do the right things, and right. secure your financial uh, well-being for the near future and mm-hmm. foreseeable future. I uh, want to shout out Mr. Lynch, uh, Mr. Hill, Terrence Hill, I mean, we've had two amazing guests on our American Dream series so far and I know the next guest is going to be as as, as uh, informative as you guys have been so I'm looking forward to the next show that we do on our series uh, for the American Dream series I'm looking forward to uh, what we got to offer to our fans out there and our listeners
0: oh yeah man um, definitely um, if you didn't get a chance to listen to last week's show definitely go back and check out last week's show Uh, The unity between the black man and woman I I guarantee You would definitely want to listen to that show From start to finish A lot of wealth of information A lot of great discussion With all our callers and listeners uh, Who tuned in in to that particular show We will have more discussions On those particular topics as well On the Middleman Radio But we just want to make sure That we're giving you guys what you need We're providing the information And education of what you need
1: I know, and, and if I could say this briefly, um, even with our insurance show, and I I'm, I'm apologize, Nick, but uh, with our insurance show, um, y'all want to make sure y'all want to go back and listen to that. That that was a, one of the beginnings of the American Dream series. Mm-hmm. So uh, shout-out to all the people that was on there. Uh, Miss Harrison, uh, I forgot the other lady's name. I am so bad at that. Uh, shout-out to the nooks <laughs> for giving us that guest. But uh, that's bad. I got to go get her name. But anyway, uh, we've do have, we got those shows. Go listen to them. And uh, if you want to get an, a, a commercial uh, on our show, if you have a business, small business, you want to get a spot on our show, I was after I, uh during our meeting last week. I said a minute. No, you're not sending us a minute. Uh, our staff said no. So if you get say, uh, Nick, a 15- to 30-second spot, uh, get it up. We are the middleman at gmail.com. Yeah, Nick said not a minute But we do have somebody with a minute We got them with it, we're going to keep it for them. We already gave it to
0: them Father And as always y'all, don't forget Please support black media These conversations do not happen And especially black banking discussions They don't happen on Fox They don't happen on MSNBC They don't happen on CNN Or even your local news So we want to make sure that you all are supporting Please support with your likes, your subscribes, and if you can, give them money. I mean, we, you know, hey, at one point in this country, we had over 10,000 black newspapers. That was the black Mm -hmm. media that they all supported and completely funded by black people. And uh, so uh, with that being said, our Spotlight Podcast of the Week is Controlling Our Narrative by Brooke Thomas. Brooke Thomas is a, a journalist and a video host. You may have seen her on Roland Martin Unfiltered. On uh, the Young Turks, and she has her own podcast, Controlling mm-hmm. Our Narrative, which is an excellent podcast. So you can catch that at all of your uh, podcast outlets, the same way you would as the Middleman Talk Show. And don't forget to join our mm-hmm. Facebook group. Look for the Middleman Talk Show on Facebook. If you have not joined it, please do so. We have content there daily. Some of it is hilarious. Some of it is is infuriating. Some of it is is inspiring. So.
1: Hmm. I agree (laughs) And and shout out to all some of our subordinates out there Uh, Hear me out Where you at (laughs) Right (laughs) Support support the media Yeah Um, Matter of fact If you want to get your your spot On our show This is a a great company right here I'm about to play their spot Um, They got a great sound If you want to get them They got the information uh, in this spot right here So check this out
4: Grandy Entertainment Studios is a new, exclusive state-of-the-art recording studio for all your recording needs. Grandy e Studios is a safe and secure recording studio conveniently located in Ellenwood, Georgia. No project is too big or too small for our full-service recording studio. We offer specialized services in recording, production, and certified engineering mixing and mastering for all genres of music, as well as spoken word, voiceovers, and scoring for TV and motion pictures at hourly rates and block sessions. Visit us on all social media platforms at Grinding ENT Studio. And for more information and to book an appointment, please email us at Studio at gmail.com. That's G-R-I-N-D-I-N-E-N-T-Studio at gmail.com.
1: That's professional right there. I like how that sounds. You need that professional sound. Get that grind, the E-N-T. Get at <laughs> the boys. That's the sound right there. All right, go ahead and say your, so that your most famous word. So that there. your extra tag? Huh? <laughs> I'm, I was just laughing at you. Huh? But your extra tag at the end. You know,
0: this is grind and entertainment. Get at them boys. right. There. Ah, yeah. Be really? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there. Make it, Hey, but <laughs> hey. Thank y'all for it's taking better, an hour and staying to to the middleman talk show, man. Kevin is funny, but hey, great show today, man. We out. Try everybody.
2: Not me, cause I throw hands. Try Jesus, please don't try me i am fine. I know what he said about getting slapped, but if you touch me or mine, we're going to have to scrap. so try Jesus, please don't try me, because i I'm fine. No problem laying these hands Try Jesus Don't try me Cause I throw hands Try Jesus Please don't try me Cause I'm fine Sit the with me. So try Jesus. Please don't try me. Cause I fight. I have no problem laying.